All right, we are up to Daf Ayin Ches Amid Aleph, about two lines into the page. His Daf is uh, very manageable. The Gemara says, Amr of Yehuda, Koyin Gadol Ba'almana. Koyin Gadol is not allowed to marry an Almana. So the halach of a Koyin Gadol Ba'almana is that if he has Kedushin and then Bia, so like a Shtayim, he gets two lashes. Achas Meshum Lo'yikach, one for the Kedushin, Achas Meshum Lo'yichalo. And one for not profaning uh, her. So that's for the Bia. So if he does Kedushin and then Bia, he's a, he gets two sets of lashes. Okay. So you get lashes for Lo Yikach and Lo Yichal. For Lilki Namishim Lo Yichal Zaroi. Wait a minute, he should get a third set of lashes because when he has Zera come out of him, he's Mechal of the Zera. Lo Yichal Zaroi. Zaroi we translate as children, but it can be translated as seed. So Yishim Mechal should be a third set of lashes. The answer is, you're right, we're talking about a case where no Zera came out of him. He started the Bia, but then stopped. But had he been Mashlim, the Bia, he would get three sets of lashes. Okay, fine. So you see from here that every time a Kain Gadol marries an Almana, and we say marry, I mean Kedushin, then Bia, he gets two sets of lashes. The Gemara is going to point out that there are many places in Mishnayis where it says you get lashes, it doesn't say two. So the Gemara is going to answer... It means you get lashes. How many? Uh, the the mission's not getting into that. The Gemara says, Masiv, Rava, you're telling me that every Almana to a Kain God gets two sets of lashes, one for Kedushin and one for Bia. The Brisa the says, a Mishnah says, Almana Ugrusha, if a Kain God marries an Almana who's also a Grusha, right? so she's a widow and a divorcee, she was a widow, and then she was a divorcee. You get two sets of lashes. Oh, so you see, you get lashes for Almana and Grusha, but the implication is only two sets. But wait a minute, you're telling me every Almana gets two lashes, so why does it say two? It should be more than two. The answer is, my love, Shnei Shemus is Uloi, Loi. Shnei Shemus, Alzeh, Shnei Shemus, Alzeh. No, no, what it means, you're going to get lashes for Almana or for Grusha. Each one gets two. Okay, fine, that's what it means. Let's keep going. The Mishnah then ended off by saying that let's say the Kayin Gadol, a Kayin, it's not a Kayin, marries a Grusha and a Chalutza. She's a Grusha who also happens to have done Chalitza. So a Chalitza is, uh, a chalutza is also Aser. Now it's Aser der Abanan for a Kayin to marry a woman who did Chalitza. So he marries a Grusha who happens to be Chalitza. So you only get one lashes. That also implies only one. I thought every Grusha gets two. So the Gemara says, same answer. Same answer. You're only getting lashes for the Isser of Grusha, but that Isser comes along with two sets. Okay. Fine. Weiter. Now, we completely on an Agav pointed out that a Chalutza, she will, you won't get lashes for a Grusha who's also a Chalutza, because Chalutza is only Darabonon. Is that true? Chalutza Darabonon. You're telling me that the Isser of a Kayan to marry a woman who did Chalitz is only rabbinic, and that's why you don't get lashes. Vatania, but doesn't the Bryce say Grusha? The Pasuk says a Kayan can't marry a divorcee. How do I know that a Kayan can't marry a woman who did Chalitza? Tamalomer Ve'isha, the extra Ve'isha tells you even a Chalutza. So that, that implies that it's Deraisa, because it's a Pasuk. So the answer is no, Midarabonon across Machtabalm. It's an Isidarabonon, and the Chazal just found uh, an allusion to it in the Torah, but it's really an Isidarabonon. Okay. Now, we said before that if a Kayin Gadol marries uh, a, a, an Almana, he does Kedush and Nabiya, he gets two sets of lashes. This time, let's say a Kayin is Mekadish and Isha, he's not allowed to marry. But he doesn't have Bia with her. So a Kayin goes over to a, a divorcee, gives her a ring, and says, Harei Mekadash But he doesn't have Bia. Or, he has Bia without Kedushin. Is there a law? Do you need both? 
Or is one without the other also a lav? We said that if you do Kedushin and Bia, you get two sets of lashes. But what if I do one without the other? So, Amr Abaya, Kiddush Loike. Mekadish and Isha, that's, that's enough. If a Kayin is Mekadish, a woman, he's not allowed to marry, he gets lashes for the Kedushin, even if he doesn't have Bia. And Baal also like it. And if he has Bia without Kedushin, it's also lashes. They're mutually exclusive. They, exclusive. they do not have to, you don't need to do, it's one without the other, also gets lashes. Why? Kiddush Loike, Mishom Loikach. Kedushin is going to get you lashes because the Pasas is Loikach, which implies Kedushin. Baal like Mishom Loikachalo. And the, the Bia, on its own, is going to get you lashes because lo yichalo. So you get one without the other. Rava disagrees. Rava says, no. Baal loika, loi baal ain't loika. Rava says, if you're Mekadosh and Isha, but you don't have Bia, no iser. It's that if you're Mekadosh, then you do Bia, then you get two. But if you just do Kedushin, no. Why? The whole iser of marrying her is because it's going to lead to the bia. The ikr iser is the bia. So he's saying, yeah, once you do bia, maybe you'll get two sets of lashes. But but loyikach is not an iser on its own. It's once it's an iser that leads. The Torah doesn't want you to take kedushin because it can lead to bia. But if it never leads to bia, then it's not an iser. But once it leads to bia, then it's iser. Okay. So it's a machlekes of Ayin Rava. If you do kedushin, if a kain is just mekadesh and isha, but doesn't have view with her, is there lashes? Abayi says yes. Rava says no. Now the Gemara is going to say this machlekes is not across the board. Let's say a guy forget about kain, a guy remarries his ex-wife, which you're not allowed to do, right? She marries someone in between. Yeah? So he's mekadesh, uh, divorces her. She marries someone else. She divorces that guy. Widows that guy. Comes back to the first husband. Says an isa derais is a laugh. So you'd say, what if you're just Mekadashir? So you'd say, it's the same Machlech, it's Abai and Rava. No. Everyone agrees by Machzeh Grushase, Kedushin alone is not going to get you lashes. It's Bia. Why? The Pasuk says, do not take her as a wife. Wife means Bia, meaning the Pasuk is specifically saying, Ishus, the Bia is what we're bothered by. So if you just do Kedushin, So if you just do Kedushin on a Machsa Grushasai, everyone agrees that you won't get lashes. You need Bia to be over an Iser. Once you do Bia, maybe you'll be over too, but that, that I'm not sure, but but Pashas, probably. But, 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 but my point is, if you just do Kedushin, you're not going to get lashes for the Kedushin Alain because it says, Similarly, By Kain Gadol Na'amana, a Rava agrees, Shembav Kiddush like it. Rava also agrees. Rava feels that you need that you need Bia and Kedushin. Generally, you need both. Rava agrees though that if you're just Bayel, a Kayangadl's just Bayel and Alamana without Kedushin, you're also gonna get lashes. One without the other will get lashes, according to Rava in that case. Because the Pasuk specifically says by do not profane her. So there's an iser of the profanity, which is the bia. So the, the, that alma, if you have bia without kedushin, you're going to get lashes. The machlekes is the other lavin, the other loisa says, if you do kedushin without bia or bia without kedushin, Abai will say you get lashes, Rava says you will not. Okay. Now, Shneim Maidim Mamachsu Grushasai, and both agree by Machsu Grushasai, Shembal, like Kiddush ain't like it. Machsu Grushasai, we said Kedushin alone is not going to get it. But Bia also alone is not going to get you a lashes. You need both. By Machsu Grushasai, you definitely need both. Derech Lekuchen Asatar, because the Pasuk says, Likacha Saloi, Loyli Isha. 
Lekuchen is Kedushin, Isha is Bia. The Pasuk specifically says you need both. One without the other, but Master Grushase will not get you lashes. Okay. Now, um, from here until the end of the Amid, it's not very complicated. It's basically like this. Um, a Kayan is not allowed to marry a Giyiris. Okay? Now, definitely a woman who's Megayer, he can't marry. Now, I'll tell you like this. Actually, there's four opinions amongst the Tanayim. Let's just run through them. Rushim Bayechai's opinion is that you could marry uh, a Giyiris if she was under three, because the whole issue with a Giyiris is maybe she had Bia with a guy. Under three, Bia is not considered Bia. So, the, the, three and up is an Isser. Okay. Everyone agrees, though, that a Giyiris, definitely three and up is out. What about the child of a Giyiris, or the child of a Ger? So, there's three basic opinions amongst the Tanayim. Rabbi Yehuda's opinion is that the daughter of a ger, also, if the dad's a ger, the daughter is out. Mom's a ger is not, but if the dad's... No, no, just for that generation. Just for that generation. The ger, daughter, is out, but her children are fine. But it's like a cholol, right? The sons carry it, but the daughter just uh, carries but doesn't transmit. So the daughter, you know, cholol dad, daughter, usher, ger dad, usher, daughter. That's Rav Yehuda. Then you have... Rav Alazar, Rav Alazar Shita is, is Rav Alazar? Hold on one second, is it Rav Alazar? Rav Alazar ben Yaakov. Rav Alazar ben Yaakov Shita is, that is only Aser if both parents are Giyaris, meaning a Ger and a Giyaris. And you have Rav Yaisi who says the children of Gerim are fine. He disagrees with the whole premise. Rav Yaisi's opinion is that the children of Gerim are fine, they're Jews. They're born Jews. So you have these three opinions. So we're going to analyze uh, the first one. The first one is the more complicated to figure out, which is, why does our view to say which he, what he says? Which is, the, the daughter of a Cholol is Aser, the daughter of a Ger is Aser. He's like comparing the two. So the Gemara says, Rav Mirbas Ger Zacher Kebas Cholol. Tanya, Rav Mirbas Ger Zacher Kebas Cholol Zacher. The same way the daughter of a Cholol is Aser to a kind, the daughter of a Ger is also Aser to a kind. But didn't I say it? makes sense. Machol Sheba Metipa Ksheira Bita Epsula it's a kavachaymer. If you have a cholol who's a full-fledged Jew, born a Jew, raised a Jew, his daughter's out, then a ger who was born a guy, daughter for sure out. Yeah, but a cholol can't do something. Oh, so the Gemara says, ah, oh, very. How do you get my father's point? How do you compare the two? A cholol was born. He came from a union that's aser. You're saying that he's better than a convert. At least a convert was allowed to be born a guy. A cholol was born be'iser. Okay, good point. So you're telling me that, right, again, we're looking at the dads, right? Kain wants to marry a girl. We're looking at the father. Cholol, out. Ger, we're saying out. Why? Because if a cholol is born a Jew and he's out, a ger who is born a guy, kavachaymer. So the Gemara says, yeah, but a cholol was born be'iser. Fine. What about a kain gadol almana? What if the girl's parents are kain gadol almana? Is he allowed to marry her? No. no. The Kayan Gadol was born a Jew, didn't do anything wrong. He wasn't born Be'iser. A Cholol was born Be'iser. A Ger was, a guy was, bo- a Ger was born as a guy. A Kayan Gadol, not born a guy, not born Be'iser. Child's also out. So you see, being born Be'iser doesn't matter. The obvious problem is that a Kayan Gadol Amana, the union is Aser. Right. Meaning, a Cholol, the union's not Aser, but he was born Be'iser. A Amana, the union is Isser. How do you take those two and compare it to a convert who didn't do anything wrong, didn't do any Isser, wasn't born by Isser, didn't do any union Isser, 
Basically, we have, we're trying to figure out what's the status of the daughter of a convert. So we say, well, a kain gadol and lamana, daughter's out. No, not born be'iser. A cholol, daughter's out. Born be'iser, but didn't union iser. So what, what's the common denominator between these two? The common denominator is, huh? No, that's not the Gemara says. That's the Gemara is going to be the rejection of what the Gemara is going to say. The Gemara says the first common denominator between these two, the Tzadah is that they are uh, unlike most people. I mean, Echol is unlike most people. Kangadol is unlike most people. And uh, the child's out. So to a convert is unlike most people, child should be out. So the Gemara says, why don't you say the more obvious thing, which is my father said, if you want to find the common denominator to a cholo and an akayngadol amana, the common denominator is iser. A cholo was born by iser. A akayngadol amana, the union is aser, as opposed to a ger that had no iser whatsoever. So that it's not a great comparison at all. The gemara that that's a much clearer common denominator. So the gemara is like, okay, take out akayngadol amana, put in mitzri. A Mitzri who marries a woman, the Gemara says, um, A Mitzri Rishon was not, meaning a, 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 a convert. A Mitzri Rishon, a first generation convert, a first generation Mitzri. Well, yeah, I mean, the truth is, you could do a second generation also. No. Okay, I, it's an Egyptian convert, basically. Egyptian convert didn't do anything, wasn't born by Isser. This union is not Usser, and yet the daughter's out. Same thing as the gear. So to every gear. Yeah, that's what we're saying. But we're basically saying if an Egyptian gear, now Egyptian gear, the daughter's out from everybody. But the daughter's out from a Kayan, so to all gear, the daughter's out from a Kayan. The problem is, it's not a great comparison, I'll tell you why. A Mitzri's daughter is out from everybody. She's not out from a Kayan. She's out from a Levi. She's out from a Yisrael. You can't marry the first three generations of Mitzrim. Mm-hmm. So it's not, it's not comparison. It's not comparable. So the Gemara says, Ochol yechiach, v'chazer adin, loy roi zeke roi ze, hatzara shevashen, she'en barev kol, b'tay b'sul, afan yav yeseker, she'en barev kol, b'tay b'sul. Okay. The Gemara says, well, okay. So basically we're saying, you have a Cholo, Daughter's out, Mitsurishon, daughter's out, common denominator, they're unlike most people, and daughter's out. So to every convert, unlike most people, daughter's out. So the Gemara says, I have one other one. You know what's a you know what's actually a common denominator between the two? They all make the women they live with Pasal Kahuna. You live with a Mitsur, you're Pasal Kahuna. You live with a Chol, you're Pasal Kahuna. Not if you live with a Gary, you're not Pasal Kahuna. So the Gemara answers, according to our view that you are. Yes, according to our view that you'd have to say, you're right. The only way that this calculation works is if according to our view, Yehuda, if you live with a ger, you're also Pasal Kahuna. Huh? If a male lives with a ger. A male lives with a ger? No, I'm saying, I'm saying. A ger lives with a Jew. She is now Pasal Kahuna, you'd have to say. That's the only way that this equation works. 
If we're saying that the daughter of a ger is, possible, is not allowed to marry a kain because you're comparing it to a chalol and a mitzri, a chalol and mitzri, they passel their women from kahuna. So it must be every ger passels his wife from kahuna. The Gemara says, For Avyudanami, Ger Pasl Bibiyasa, you might still mention Mahadina. You're right. Ravyuda actually uh, sees from this that a Ger also passels uh, from Kahuna. Okay. Now, the other sheetas were when it comes to converts, again, there's four sheetas. You have Rav Yehuda that if the dad's a convert, daughter cannot marry a kind. Rav Lazar feels they both have to be converts for the daughter not to be able to marry a kain. Rav Yossi feels the daughter can marry a kain, And Rav Shimbayechai feels that if she converted over three, she's a problem, under three, she's fine. All of this is based on the following pasuk. The Gemara says, let's analyze Rav Shimbayechai. Rav Shimbayechai, by the way, is the most lenient, because he's saying even a convert herself, if she converted under three, is fine, which no one else says. Everyone else just assumes convert is out, even the children of convert we're having to unum about. Rishim Echai says, why, why is a convert out? A convert's only out if she's over three. If she's under three, she's fine. So the Gemara says, Tanya, Rishim Echai If a girl converted under three, a little baby converted, kosh lakuna, she can marry a kayan. Shanamar, because the Pasuk says, the Pasuk describes one of the wars. This is Midian, this is Midian. The Pasuk says, that Hashem told Yisrael, bring all the female children home. Meaning, they'll be able to, you know, potentially convert and be wives, seemingly. Now, I understand how they could marry most of the soldiers, but one of the soldiers was Pinchas, who was a Kayan. So how could you say that it's for that? It's for him. So what do you have to see? Says Hashem you see, even a convert can marry a Kayan if she's under three. He says, one of the soldiers, the Pasuk is saying, the soldiers should take all the women and children home because they could be pastors, they could be turned into wives at some point through conversion. But wait a minute, one of the soldiers was Pinchas, a Kayin. So how could he take them as a wife if they're converts? The answer is under three you can. That's the proof. The Gemara says the Rabbanon who feel that Giyaris are out no matter the age, they say, They say, the Pasuk never says to take them as wives, it says to take them as slaves. Who says you should take them as a wife? Okay. Now, the Gemara continues. We've had four, basically four opinions amongst the Tanayim. All of them are based on one Pasuk. The Pasuk says like this, The Pasuk says as follows, the Pasuk, at least the beginning of the Pasuk, is referring to the Kayin Gadol. And look at the words. It says, Almana ugrusha la yichulahem. A Kayin Gadol should not take an Almana or a Grusha. Kiim besulois mizera beisisral. He should only take a Besula from the Zera of Klal Yisrael. Now, what is that referring to? So, Rav Yehuda feels that if the daughter of a ger is out, why? Because he focuses on the word which means that she has to be a zera beis a means a Jew born from Jewish parents. So if the dad's a convert, you're out. That's how Rav Yehuda reads it. Rav ben Yaakov who feels that if one Jewish parent, then she's fine. It's only a problem if both are converts. He says, He learns the word meaning it doesn't... Zerah Yisrael implies Jew the born to Jews. But he says Mizerah implies a Jew born to some Jews. Meaning even if one parent is a convert, that's fine. Rav Yossi, who feels that a child born to Gerim are fine, 
It's Misha Nizru Yisrael, meaning Zera Yisrael doesn't mean the parents are Jewish. It just means you're born a Jew. Zera, again, that's the question. What does Zera Yisrael mean? Does Zera Yisrael mean a Jew born to Jewish parents? Rav, that's what Rav Yudha translates it. Rav Lazar translates it as a Jew born to, to, to one Jewish parent. That's a Zera Yisrael. That's where they get the terminology that if the dad's a Jew, if the dad's a Jew, the mom's a guy, they'll call it Zeri Yisrael. But that's not really, Rav Lezer, he's talking where, you understand, um, maybe. And Rav Yossi feels that as long as she's a Jew, even if both parents, that's called a Zeri Yisrael, she's a Jew. And Rav Shimba Yechai, Misha Nizu Besulah of Yisrael. Rav Shimba Yechai says she herself could be a convert. It means her Besula came from Klal Yisrael, meaning she didn't lose her Besula to, to a guy. Okay. Uh, go to the next page. Now, just uh, completely agavdik, because we mentioned this pasuk, we're going to analyze this pasuk. This pasuk is a little bit strange. I'm going to read you the pasuk, and you'll see there's a shift in uh, focus. The pasuk starts off. It's a pasuk in Nichazkel. I'll read you the pasuk as before we see the gemara. The pasuk says, "Do not marry a widow." Now, who's that referring to? A kain gadol, the only one who's asked to marry a kain gadol. So, the first part of the pasuk is a kain gadol. Then the next words of the pasuk is, "Almana sheti, almana hakayan yikachu," but take an almana, meaning other kehanim. So one Pasuk is shifting focus. It starts off Kayin Gadol, and then literally smack through the Pasuk, it shifts to a regular Kayin. So the Gemara says, Isn't the Pasuk strange that it starts off like being the, the focus, the subject of the Pasuk is Kayin Gadol, and then completely shifts to Kayin Hadith? The answer is, I'm like, yeah, that's what it does. So where do you find the Pasuk that shifts like this? It starts off, do not marry an Almana, and then it says, marry an Almana. So the first part of the pasuk is a kain gadol. The second part is a regular kain hadith. So like, the answer is yeah. That's how pasuk can go. Amar lay in dechsel. I'll give you an example. V'ner elikim terem yichpe u'shmul shochev v'heichal Hashem. The pasuk says the lamp of Hashem had not yet gone out, meaning the menorah had not yet burnt out, and Shmuel was lying down v'heichal Hashem. Now, if you actually translate the pasuk, if the pasuk is read straight, it implies that Shmuel was sleeping in the heichal. There's no sleeping in the Hechel. The Gemara says, You're not even allowed to sit in the Hechel. How can Shmuel sleeping in the Hechel? Ella, you have to actually read the Pasuk like this. You have to say that the Pasuk is shifting. The Ner had not gone out in the Hechel. Shmuel was sleeping. And where had the Ner not gone out? In the Hechel. So the Pasuk is shifting. It's also it's written out of order, but it's like, but it's also shifting. It's shifting in focus, and it's written a little bit out of order, but it's also shifting in focus. It's it starts off in the Hegel, and then it shifts like quickly, like in a movie, La Like the the next movie shot is in the Shmuel's room. Meanwhile. Yeah, meanwhile. So that's you have this sometime. Okay. Now, one more point about this pasuk before we go back. The pasuk said, referring to regular Kohanim, Halmana Ashertia Almana Mikohen Yikahu. In Almana, a widow, who's the widow of a Kohen, they may take. You know what that means? That means Kehanim only can marry widows of other Kehanim. Right? The widow of a Kohen, Almana mi Kohen, Yikahu. That's not true. Kehanim can marry widows of Yisraelim, widows of Leviim, widows of Kehanim. Then why does the Pasuk say, Ashati Almana mi Kohen, Yikahu? Which implies that you can only marry the widow of a Kohen. That's not true. You can marry all widows. 
So the Kemara says, Mikayan in me, you saw a lie? What do you, what do you, how, you understand the problem? The problem, the Pasuk implies that, you, that a Kayan can only marry the widow of a Kayan. That's not true. A Kayan can marry a widow of everybody. So the Gemara says, Hachi Kamra, Mikayan Yikahu, Mishakehanim Yikahu. No, 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 no. It means like this. Halmana Sheti Almana. In Almana, who can marry her? Mikayan Yikahu. A Kayan, not a Kayan Gadol. So you have to put a comma. So it's an Almana Asheti Almana, a widow who shall be a widow, comma. A koyen yikachu. A koyen can marry her, not a koyen gadol. Or a different shot. Or a different shot. You know how Yudah translates it. This is how you read it. Halmana asheti almana mi koyen yikachu. A widow, the widow of a koyen you shall take. It doesn't mean that a koyen can only marry the widow of a koyen. It means the widow of someone who's eligible for a koyen. Meaning, when you're taking a widow, make sure she's kasha kahuna. Meaning, don't think that because she's a widow, she could be uh, the widow of a, gi- a ger. No, 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 no. Almana shetia mekoheni kahu. She has to be not a widow of a kohen, but a widow of someone who's eligible for kahuna. Rav Yudel Tamei de Amar bas ger zacher kebas chal zacher kol shatenaisa bita anaisa manasa v'chol shiatenaisa bita anaisa manasa. This is Rav Yehuda Lishitasa that the same way you can't marry the daughter of a convert, you can't marry the widow of a convert. Meaning, don't think that the widow, we you know, once she's a widow, it's okay. No, no, no. It very much matters who she was married to. And this is Rav Yudel Lishitasa that if when a ger lives with someone, he makes her pasul kahuna. So the widow of a ger is out. A, a, a widow of a ger is out. Okay, now we said in the Mishnah, how do we, uh, there were two opinions about uh, the children of a convert. Rav Lezben Yaakov feels they're a problem if both are Ger and Giyaris. Rav Yaisi says even a Ger and Giyaris' kids are mutter. So Rav Yaisi is very lenient. Rav Yaisi holds that if a Ger and a Giyaris have children, they're kashal kahuna. How do we paskin? Amrav Hamnuna Shmedula Halacha Rav Yossi. The Halacha follows Rav Yossi, which is a very lenient view that the children of Gerim are kashal kahuna. But since the Churban happened, the Kehana were strict upon themselves, they do not follow Rav Yossi, they follow Rav Elizabeth and Yaakov's opinion, although we don't pass in that way, they're machmer on themselves, that if a Ger and Geris have children, they do not marry them. Okay? You know how we paskin? We initially tell them like Rav Ben Yaakov, do not marry the daughter of a ger and a gyeris. But if they did, we say the halacha follows Rav Yossi, that it's fine. That's that's it. L'chachila b'diyavah. So then practically, if, they, uh, if the Kohen wants to marry the daughter of a ger and a gyeris, b'diyavah, it's for sure fine. Yeah. Okay, now let's do the mission. The mission says like this, Ha'oymer b'nizem mamzer. Okay, but basically, I'll, I'll say outside with this premises. The pasuk says, "Ki al ben yakir." The pasuk describes that a father yakir will recognize this. I have no idea how we pass. I have to check it out. Ki al pi ben abachari ben yakir yakir was his losses. Huh? I forget the last. There it is. So the pasuk says that you, you, the the father can be makir the bechor now. What you see from this Pasuk is the Torah is giving the father the rights to recognize the son. Now, that doesn't just mean recognizing. It means that if there's a question of who the son is, the father can say, that's my boy, and we believe him. Now, let me explain outside. For sure, the Pasuk is referring to inheritance. What that means is that if there's a Shailah of who's the Bukhar, you have Yaakov and Esav, right? Each one says, I'm the Bukhar, I'm the Bukhar. If the father says, you're the Bukhar, we believe him. 
That's Pashif Pshap in the Pasuk. Now, by the way, the Gemara is going to ask a very obvious question, which is, if it's monetary law, what does the father have to have in a monist? The father could always just give more money to one son over the other. Technically, if... If a father wants to say, I want to give my younger son the double portion as opposed to the older son, it works. Mm-hmm. So why is it that the Torah is saying we allow the father to recognize who's the Bukhar? Whatever, recognize who's the Bukhar or not. What's the difference? He could just give whoever. Well, we'll analyze that. But the Pashim shot of the Pasuk is the father has the right to recognize who his boy is regarding monetary law. The question is, does it go so far as to say, what if the father says, that's my boy, and he's a mamzer? Oh, so now does the father have nemanis? You'll say, well, the Pasuk said he's believed. But this is, it's not money now. Now you're dealing with Arias, you're dealing with Nemanis. You need Edus. And not only do you not have two, you're testifying, you're Puzzle Edus. Like it's one thing to say that he's my boy when it comes to money, but is he believed to say he's my boy, that he's a, a Mamzer, a Cholol, the So the Gemara says, mamzer. If a father says, that my, that's my boy and he's a mamzer, he's not believed because you need two. Firstly, you don't have two. And second of all, even if you have two, you're posleid, you're a father. And even if both the father and the mother say it's a mamzer, it's the vaita it doesn't help. That's a Tanakama. Rav Yudah says, no, when the Pasuk says Yakir, the Pasuk is saying, he is believed even regarding passeling the kid, which is not something that would normally happen. It's Xeris HaKasav that he's believed. Let's see it inside. Maya Filush name. Now again, the Tanakama says that he's not believed, and even if the mom and dad agree to it, why would it matter if the mom and dad agree to it? Why do I care that she's passeled this also? Why would I think it makes a difference? The Gemara says, Loi mi boy kamra. Loi mi boy ihu the Kiddush is as follows. When the father gets up and says, that's my boy and he's a mamzer, he's not believed, there could be a lot of reasons for that. Maybe the reason why he's not believed is because how does he know who the father is? He's not the one who, you know, maybe she committed adultery. I don't know. Maybe the father is someone else. The Kiddush is that even if she says he's a mamzer, so she said, she's like, I'm, I'm the mom, I know, I, I know who I was intimate with, that's, it's a mamzer, still not believed, and even though the baby doesn't have cheskas kashrus, it's not like you're coming and testifying about me, an adult person, who I'm known not to be a mamzer, you say, oh, he's a mamzer, of course you're not believed, it's a baby who has no cheskas kashrus, and the mom and the dad are amaydis, still no good. But Rav Yehuda says Nemanim. Why? Kedetanya, the Brisa says, Yakir. The Pesach says the father recognizes him. Yakirenu l'acherim. The father has the rights of identifying him. Mikanam Rav Yehuda. Therefore, Rav Yehuda says, Neman Adam Loim Rezeb Beni Bechar. Ukeshem Sheneman Adam Loim Rezeb Beni Bechar. Kach Neman Adam Loim Rezeb Beni Grusha Ben Chalutza. Rav Yehuda says, This Chiddush of Yaakir is not just for monetary law. It's that the father has the rights to identify him, even to passel him. The Chum say, No, Eino Neman. The Chum say, No, he's believed for money. He's not believed for identification to passel him. But here's the problem. The Kasha will end with this. The Kasha is, the Chachamim say he's believed for money. What do you need him to be believed for money for? What do I care if you're saying who your son is? You have the rights to give the younger son if you liked, I'm not going to say your children's names, but if you liked a certain younger son because you find him charming, you can give him much more money from your inheritance than the older son. So what does it matter that we're allowing him to be identified for money? And if he wasn't identified, who cares? If the father wants to give the money, the father can give the money. So the Gemara says, According to the Rabbanon, what does the identifying do if not to passel him? It's referring to a case where we don't know who the father, we don't know who the Bukhar is for money. 
So the father says that's the Bukhar. So the question is, Lamai Hilchasa, Losis Lepishanaim. You're telling me regarding what halacha? Regarding inheritance. Pshita, Lamali Kra. Why do you need a Pusik for? Why can't the father just give him money? Meaning, we think the case is as follows. The father is allocating inheritance. And he's saying, Shmuel, Yaakov, Yaakov, you're my Bukhar. You're going to get double. The question, and the Torah says he's believed. What do I care what the Torah says he's believed? He wants to give Yaakov double portion. And if Yaakov's the youngest, he also could give Yaakov double portion. So the answer is, The answer is, we're talking about, you're right, if it's him giving out the money, he can give it out to anybody he wants. The case is, he dies. And money is coming afterwards. So if money is coming after he's already passed away, he can't be, not, not, I'm sorry, not money after he passed away. After he decided already, then the money came, and he couldn't allocate it at the time, meaning August 1st, he decides he's giving out money to his kids, and he says, Yaakov, you're the Bechar. So you're right, it doesn't, it, why do we have to say that we believe him? Stam, he can give Yaakov as many, much money as he wants. The case is, that happened August 1st. August 12th, money fell to the family, and now, automatically, it goes double to Yaakov. And he couldn't allocate that on August 1st because the money was not yet in existence. So, therefore, you need to decide who is the Bechar. So the Gemara says, I, according to our mayor, you could be Makna So when he decides Yaakov should get double portion, he could also say, conceptually, and all money coming in the next few weeks also goes to Yaakov. So why do you need to say that we believe him? The case is where the money fell when he was a geysis. So when he's a geysis and he's dying, obviously he's not in charge of allocating any funds. So now we just need his decision before to just be binding. And that is when the, he says that he's the Bechar, he is the Bechar for all dinam, not just that he wants to give him money. He's automatically the Bechar. And if money fell out while he's in a coma, it will go straight to Yaakov. I will stop here. Oh. Question is, do I reach out just straight?